0: lovable, well, she's there. She's magical, mystical, or a powerful wonder girl.
1: Hello, I'm Kate Wheeler in studio with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money? That's wealth esteem. Well, can you believe it's already December 21st? Have you done all your Christmas shopping? You have. Of
2: course I have. I know. You have. You're, I, I have um, so, much, so much family coming in from England, you know, and buying for little little babies and whatever. I, I was done in October. I hate you. No, no. And just <laughs> then I can just do the little bits. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm most mostly done. So we have a great show lined up today. If you like blues, soul, and rock and roll, you're in for a real treat. Megan Parnell and Dave Barnes from Bywater Call will be here in our live studio sessions performing a track from their debut album. And the band has a busy year coming up as they tour Europe through nine countries in 45 days. Wow. Yeah, wow. The Motorcycle Super Show
1: rides into the Toronto International Centre from January 3rd to 5th. And we're going to be joined by Lou Devano. Now, he is the executive director and founder of the Highway Heroes Ride. They're one of eight clubs that the Motorcycle Super Show supports. And this is his 12th year with the
2: ride. Film critic Anne Brody will tell us what to watch and avoid at the movies this weekend, if you have time to go to the movies mm-hmm. this weekend. And we'll also take a listen to her interview with 1917 screenwriter Christy Wilson Cairns. This is a World War One movie that comes out on Christmas Day and was filmed to look like one continuous shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we want to start um, by – well, imagine – being told that your daughter may never walk, talk, or feed herself. On August 19th, 2019, Stephanie Mailing found out her now two-year-old Mackenzie was diagnosed with Rett syndrome. This is a rare genetic, neurological, and developmental disorder that affects the way the brain develops, causing a progressive loss of motor skills and speech. A GoFundMe page has been set up to give... Uh, help give Mackenzie a voice, literally. Stephanie is going to be in studio with Mackenzie to tell us what exactly that means. Unfortunately, there's currently no cure for Rett syndrome and it affects each child differently. So stay
2: tuned to find out how you can help. Well, this is our last show before the holidays. We will have some best-of episodes for the next two weeks, and then Candace Sampson will be mm-hmm. in the chair. But we'll be dropping in to share stories of special interest to us, so you're not quite <laughs> totally rid of us yet. <laughs> the show's social
1: media is all at What She Said Talk, and thanks for tuning in for the last six years. Stick with What She Said for empowering stories about the amazing pool of talented women we have in Canada and the things they get up to.
3: Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that
4: variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that you could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor too. So let's get a a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch.
3: Rate subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage
0: what she said She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: Joining us now is Stephanie Mailing and her two-year-old daughter, Mackenzie. So on August 19th of this past year, Mackenzie was diagnosed with Rett syndrome, a rare genetic, neurological, and developmental disorder that affects the way that the brain develops, causing a progressive loss of motor skills and speech. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help give Mackenzie... A voice. there it is. And there it uh. is. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks for being here today. Now, Rett syndrome is rare, um, not inherited neurological syndrome that affects only one out of 10,000 girls, which is less than a 1% chance of having a child with Rett syndrome. <laughs> Mackenzie was born on December sixteenth, 2017. Oh. However, as summer 2019 approached, you became increasingly worried. Tell us why.
5: Absolutely. So Mackenzie was born on December 16th and progressed normally uh, for the first 15 months of her life. She was able to sit and roll, crawl, feed herself, all of the typical milestones that you would see a child experience. However, um, at 15 months, she was not walking yet. And I became increasingly worried of her gross motor skills, And at the time, I just thought, you know, worst case scenario, she's just going to be a really late walker. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, around 18 months, she still wasn't walking, and I was more and more uh, worried (laughs) about her development. Um, So we had some tests done. We saw many doctors, uh, some tests done, and... We found out um, that not only was she not walking anymore, she was not able to crawl, she was not able to feed herself, um, and so she was looking for, we were looking for more answers to understand Mm -hmm. why, um, and unfortunately, um, she was then diagnosed with Rett syndrome uh, in late August, and that had also taken away her speech.
2: Wow. So... Yeah, I I mean, did you, uh, had you, I've never heard of Rett syndrome. Had you?
5: No, unfortunately we had not. Um, We uh, had done some of our own research actually in the summer when we were worried about her development. Um, And I had Googled some things, but when I saw, you know, the one in 10,000, I thought that there's no way that that could be my child. Uh, Why me? Um, But unfortunately, when we got the blood test back sharing uh, that she did have Rett syndrome, um, it was our new reality, and we had to begin researching. We, we really had no idea what it was, um, but we knew that we needed to give our daughter the best that we could. Um, so we had done a lot of research and learned that she would know probably not walk um, and she would for sure not talk anymore um, as she had regressed and lost all of those skills.
1: So, But it affects each child differently.
5: Mm-hmm. So... Um, The future is unknown for Mackenzie right now. Uh, There are some rut uh, children that do walk. uh, Mm -hmm. So we are hopeful that Mackenzie will walk uh, in her lifetime, which is why we're doing intensive uh, physiotherapy with her for the hope to walk. Um, And in terms of talking, we are um, trialing right now a device called the Tobii Dynavox. (laughs) Um, and it's on loan from the company right now, Tomy Dynavox, and uh, we are using it in our house right now to communicate with her. So it's a tablet-looking device, mm-hmm. uh, and Mackenzie uses her eyes as a computer mouse, and she um, focuses in on pictures and icons to communicate to us what she wants. So it's
1: incredible that <laughs> the technology that, that is mm-hmm. available that can do this, but it's expensive.
5: It is expensive. So it is um, over $20,000. Um And, but it's our only way and hope to hear Mackenzie communicate with us. Um, And we, aside from her noises, um, she is very excited right now. Um, But we are hopeful that we can uh, buy a Toby for her so that we can communicate with her to learn her needs and her wants. Mm -hmm. Simple things as, you know, I am thirsty or more, eat. Uh, Simple everyday. Uh, communication that we often take for granted until we don't have it anymore. Absolutely. So.
2: Now, she's also doing a fair amount of um, physiotherapy. How does that help?
5: So we, ha- as a family, have hoped that she will walk
2: mm-hmm. one
5: day. So the physiotherapy that we go to is very specialized. Um, we actually go to Simona Demarchi in Toronto. Uh, she's a pediatric physiotherapist who specializes in CME therapy. Um, and we are hopeful that with the support of Simona and the exercises we do at home, Uh, That Mackenzie will walk in her lifetime. We are working on building her core and her motor pathways so that uh, hopefully as she gets older, um, we hold on to the hope of her walking.
2: But that must be a huge cost.
5: Mm -hmm. So it's $150 an hour. and multiple times a week in and, and a month, it, it quickly does add up. Um,
1: what is covered out of this by OHIP or any private insurance you so, may have? So, uh,
5: not from OHIP. Um, but what do you we, mean,
1: OHIP doesn't cover
2: any of it?
5: Uh, we have some coverage through OHIP, but it's more sporadic um, because we're choosing to do it intensively. Um, we pay out of pocket for that. We, My husband and I are fortunate enough to have a little bit of insurance uh, from our companies. Um, but we, $1,000 doesn't go too far when you're paying $150 an hour. So we do um, make sacrifices and have support from family and friends um, who allow us to go to physiotherapy um, for her um, every week so that we can hold on to the hope that she'll walk.
1: But you also reached out because obviously, you know, not everybody can, even mm-hmm. with help from friends and family support, you reached out with a GoFundMe yes. page. Yes. And then you had a story done by Global News. Mm -hmm. So what happened before the GoFundMe? You were aiming for Mm $30,000. And before um, Tom came out and did the story, which was the beginning of this week, it was around $5,000?
5: Yes, just around $5,000. And that was mostly from uh, friends who who wanted to help but didn't know how. So they've been helping physically, like, taking care of her, mm-hmm. um, and financially to give her the best life. Um, but our GoFundMe t- page took off um, in the greatest way we could have ever imagined, especially during this holiday season, um, after Tom Hayes uh, aired our story on Global News on Monday. And we are so blessed uh, that after it aired, we had so many viewers and um People who reached out to us in so many ways, and now our GoFundMe pages has exceeded um, our goal of 30000 and we are so blessed to now use that money towards purchasing a Toby as well as her intensive therapies and keeping that up in her life.
1: And someone out there who wants to remain anonymous mm-hmm. gave you...
5: Yes, $25,000. I I was shocked. My phone was buzzing and all my friends telling me, look at the GoFundMe page, look at the GoFundMe page. And it was just truly remarkable to see that generous, generous donation. Um, We would like to say a huge thank you to that anonymous donator um, who made that happen and to everybody else who, who could give what they could Um, every little bit helps to provide Mackenzie with the best life.
2: But I think, you know, I think, I shouldn't just say Canadians. I think people, this story resonates with so many people Mm -hmm. because it could be any one of us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter how good your job is. If you're doing 10 sessions a week with your child, that's $1,500. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's after taxes. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy. Um, And people, you know, it resonates that... You you really don't know what the future holds. That's right. And you're so positive and you're so strong and she's such a beautiful little girl. And I think people you wanna help. People yes. wanna love a lovely wanna help. smile.
5: Yes, and it's it's amazing how I mean I was the last few months have been difficult. I'm I'm not going to lie. I, I mean mentally and emotionally being told your daughter will probably not talk or walk or feed herself again when she had those skills has been very difficult absolutely Um, but i think coming out and sharing our story and having the opportunity to share it on global um has really put it out there and opened our family up to the world um and i think that we really have to say thank you to everybody um, well, because-
1: we're going to put this story up um, on the region, 105.9 The Region wants to help too, and what you said talk, of course, because you're here, um, <laughs> we want to talk. So we're going to put this story out. There will be a link to the GoFundMe page, but if you're listening on the radio or on our podcast, the GoFund, go to GoFundMe.com and search Help Give Mackenzie a Voice – um, and that's all you need to do. And then all the donation information is right there. So, again, it's GoFundMe.com and search Help Give Mackenzie a Voice. And... I think this is great. Yeah. I think it's great. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. I think because, she yeah. is a
2: little Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> yeah,
5: and one, a little Christmas angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Stephanie, thank you
1: so much for coming in with Mackenzie and sharing your story. And we wish you all the best.
5: Thank you for allowing us to open up to you. What she said.
3: What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. will be right back.
2: tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at AlfredService.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESAID.
1: Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand-new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it. You'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905 489 1400 Elevate your brunch Sundays at DRACO. What
6: she She's
0: powerful, wonderful, honest, and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: The Motorcycle Super Show rides into the Toronto International Centre from January 3rd to 5th. And joining us now is Lou Divano. He's the executive director and founder of the Highway Heroes Ride. Welcome to what she said. Uh,
7: hello, and welcome. Uh,
2: this is your 12th year with the ride, and you are one of eight clubs that the Motorcycle Super Show supports. 12 years, that's a long time.
7: Yeah, uh, I've been at the show in one capacity or or another for 20 years. So
2: So for people who may not be familiar, tell us a little bit about the Highway Heroes Ride.
7: Um, It's the Heroes Highway Ride. Heroes Highway, oh, sorry. No problem. And uh, what it is, is uh, it's a free event that we hold every uh, June. It's the first Saturday of uh, June. And uh, we ask motorcyclists to come out and uh, participate in a ride from uh, CFB Trenton along the highway of heroes which is famous for Mm -hmm. the the repatriation of our our fallen soldiers and we ride to port hope which is uh the home of our uh rally now both the ride and the rally are free events there's no registration fees there's no admittance uh, uh, fees or anything like that we just invite people to come out and participate because it's really a demonstration of support for the men and women who serve Mm -hmm. in our uh, military. We have Remembrance Day, and that's really about remembering the sacrifices of all those 118,000-plus Canadians that have gone to war in one uh, battle theater or another. But this is a chance for us to do something for the ones that are still with us, whether they've been injured in conflict or they— Um, you know, have suffered from an injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have, uh, you know, continue to serve, uh, have retired. And then the the quiet um, minority, majority, if you want to call them, is the families that are left Mm -hmm. behind when their loved ones go in and participate in theater conflict. Uh, They don't know if their loved one's going to come home. So they sacrifice a lot while they serve. So this is... uh, opportunity to say thank you um, because they're there and we get a lot of uh, members from the Canadian forces that come out and actually participate with us. And uh, it's a great opportunity to bring two communities together and show them uh, that, you know, Canadians do care. It's not just about our fallen.
1: So what happens, um, you 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 do the ride and mm-hmm. then you have the rally, she's yep. in Port Hope. So what happens at rally
7: okay um well essentially we uh, assemble at the uh our assembly point which is actually the national air force museum which is just off cfb trenton and we follow the highway heroes Uh, when we arrive in um port hope it's a parade style uh ride from the highway down into the downtown core Mm -hmm. and they've got all the area closed off um The bikes are all parked. We have uh, live music. We have food vendors. We have uh, um, veterans groups that support veterans Mm -hmm. programs and stuff like that. They set up booths Mm and tents, and there's no, we don't charge anybody for that. And we ask if they want to support a particular veterans program. And some of them don't even realize that these programs exist. So it's a great time mm-hmm. for engage the public and finding out, you know, some of the stuff that the, our government isn't looking after. We, get, we have these groups that come out and are formed to fill these gaps. So this is an opportunity for them to uh, get exposure. And so even for the CF members, uh, a lot of them don't know all these programs exist, too. So they're engaged, too. And they raise their own money if they want. You can make a donation specific to, like, Pause for Thought, which is a um, service dog for uh, sufferers of PTSD. Uh Toronto Military Family Resource Centre is a pro... They have all kinds of programs that are there for uh, families of the military as well as uh, serving members. Um, Let's see who else is uh, there. Uh, Heroes to One. Uh, Again, they're all based in, uh, veteran programs that are there to help, uh, with PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, other issues that come up, uh, mobility issues. Um, oh, we have, uh, Rentals for Heroes. Uh, they come out, uh, they've done modifications to homes to make it more adaptable to somebody that has maybe has to use a wheelchair now, uh, lifts, that kind of thing.
1: These are all great organizations. Yeah.
7: So it's, it's a really great way to bring a lot of different, uh, elements together Mm -hmm. and a few years ago we had Invictus Games Uh, we were involved with them uh, working with uh, the people here in Toronto but Prince Harry started Mm -hmm. Invictus Games and so there was a lot of engagement there uh, to bring you know people aware of the disabilities that some of our uh, military face after their service.
1: Well that's awesome but it's not it's not
7: only that
1: because it's the, building, the headline is it's everything in motorcycling. So oh. you've got sport bikes there, cruisers, motocross, off-road, vintage, touring, and custom bikes. Six hundred and fifty exhibitors. That's a whole lot of people. Going yeah, the on there.
7: the motorcycle show itself is five hundred and twenty-five thousand square feet of motorcycles. <laughs> That's a lot of motorcycles. Um, there's over a hundred clubs and events that. Uh, Participate in the event as mm-hmm. well as, uh, you know, it it's really soup to nuts. Um, they, they have if you're just starting out in riding, they have learned to ride. They you can get your gear, you can check out motorcycles, get an idea what you're looking at, um, helmets, equipment for the uh, for the riders that already ride. They can get in, get new parts, you know, see see the new up-and-coming equipment, all yeah, that kind well, of stuff. I mean, stuff.
2: They'll, they'll be in there looking at the new 2020 motorcycles, and uh, I, I like this one. Top custom bikes from across North America compete for a $50,000 jackpot?
7: Yeah.
2: Woo! The Canada Cup so Championships. So who, who, who judges
7: that? Well, they have a team of uh, professional mos- uh, motorcycle customizers that go out and... Uh, Judge all the motorcycles in, and they have different categories. And the top prize for the custom is fifty thousand dollars in cash. It's not a check; it's cash paid right there on the spot. And uh, it's, I'd want
1: my security team to yeah. be escorting me out of the building. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's
7: it's incredible because they they bring some really beautiful custom motorcycles, and they're they're works of art. They're literally works of art that. Uh,
1: I I think I'd be interested in seeing the the, uh, a century of motorcycles, the vintage exhibit, just to see how they've changed.
7: Yeah, it's incredible because you can see that. One of the highlights this year um, through the uh, Heroes Highway ride is we have eight motorcycles that were ridden during the war years for Mm -hmm. dispatch riders. Right. So that's going to be adjacent to our booth. Uh, Part of our booth this year is we have a Sherman tank. I
1: think women were actually the dispatch riders on the dispatch? There, there was some, the yes, yes they very were. much, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> yeah.
7: yeah. Motor Maids are one motor of the, maids, one a, of the yeah. largest uh, women exactly. motorcycle clubs in yeah. North America, and yeah. they have a display there and they uh, welcome women. Women is the fastest growing segment of motorcycling today. I know, Mike,
1: yeah. I, I, three quarters of my friends, I'm still, you know, well, my, yeah. are, like love to ride and i'm like three quarters of your friends of really my family? yeah you're in the other quarter
2: <laughs> well i i did uh, i did once get on a um i don't know something not exactly a motorcycle uh, a little uh, pocket rocket yeah (laughs) and ended up in the ditch Uh, It's okay (laughs) (laughs) i I knew it anyway okay let's uh,
1: so the motorcycle show the super show (laughs) is january 3rd 4th and 5th it's at the toronto international center and we actually have 10 pair of tickets to give away and so there is a contest up now on our twitter page and that handle is what she said talk the other thing that i think would be fun oh well children are free under 6 yes. they're free there's free parking yep um, there's discount coupons on the website so that website is motorcyclesupershow.ca um so that, that this can work work out really well for a family event but the perfect angels are going to be performing in Hall 5 now I saw them on America's Got Talent I think they yeah. made it all the way to the finals
7: uh, yeah I believe they they had made quite quite an impression quite an impression yeah, yeah. so that'll so, be fun yeah it's, it's it's engaging for all they have yeah. uh, they get uh, you get your children out there they have small motorcycles get them into motocross and start them off young learn the basics of motorcycling and uh, it's it's. Addictive. so they
2: won't end up in the ditch well <laughs> <laughs> it was only a Vespa that's what it was it was a Vespa oh, a scooter that's a scooter.
7: scooter you put a
1: Vespa in the ditch yeah well <laughs> okay Harley's not for you no not for me <laughs> not for you uh, well, thank you very much for coming in and telling us about the Motorcycle Super Show, and again, um, and also for the tickets, um, which up on our website. So enter that and and have a great time and have a great ride. Thank you. No, well, thank everything you, you do. and
7: thank you very much for having me.
3: What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back.
8: Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
6: She said
0: She's powerful, wonderful Honest and lovable
3: Now back to What She Said With Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler
6: Saturday night at the movies Who cares what picture you see
2: Joining us now for Saturday Night of the Movies is our film critic, Anne Brody and Anne, a bittersweet movie event this holiday season with the release of Star Wars, The Rise of
9: Skywalker. What did you think? Well, this is the end of the Skywalker series. Which, sure it is. <laughs> yeah. There's, well, you know, there was a little sentence at the end. That oh, was there? I mean, there always but, is. But is the end unfortunately, the, the, the end film shares touring. <laughs> I'm Sorry? just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um you know, it's just so the light. If you have photosensitivity, you cannot watch it. Really, it's two and a half hours strobing light in your eyes, huge explosions. It's really uncomfortable physically to watch. I mean, it's got so much going for it. It's inclusive. Uh, Daisy Ridley's terrific as the new heroine. As mm-hmm. as oh, I don't think I can tell you her name. Her new name, uh, <laughs> okay. but uh, yeah, so it's a great cast. Full of people from the British film and TV industry, so that's really exciting. There's someone there from um, uh, Midsummer. There's someone there from New Tricks. It's really a thrill for Brit fans. But you know, it's really dark. They throw everything but the kitchen sink at it, um, and I, I'm really not a fan of it. Uh, um, yeah, but it'll okay. it'll do great <laughs> business. You know, I, I I'm I'm guessing. Having seen the
1: trailer, and as Alex Simpson just said, he's still recovering from the trailer, that you're possibly not a fan of Cats. Uh,
9: Well, I don't like the way they've done the film. (laughs) May I say, did you hear that? (laughs) They've taken these beautiful stars, Jennifer Hudson, Rebel Wilson, Taylor Swift, and they've turned them into these freakazoid cats to do this beloved chestnut of a musical. You know, and it, it, it's it's sort of unfair to them. Uh, I mean, what what do they, they ever do to the tech guys? It's just so
1: unfortunate.
9: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: if the trailer got as much negative buzz as it did, like the film, I I I think it's going to be ugly.
9: But... Well, many of my fellow critics are refusing to see it. So. Oh,
1: that bad. Oh, that ooh, bad. What well, about you bombshell? know, you
9: don't mess around with something as beloved as cats. Yeah,
1: bombshell.
9: Oh, you guys are going to love this. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's some real flaws in it in terms of the scripting. Mm. But the pace, it's so exciting to watch these three women at Fox News Network. Um, we've got Nicole Kidman, who plays Gretchen Carlson. She brings a lawsuit uh-huh. against Roger Ailes for sexual harassment when he fires her because she won't come through. Uh, Megan Kelly is played by Charlize Theron. And you wouldn't believe it. It's freaky how similar she is. With that sing-song, deep, breathy voice, she's got it perfectly down, the way she looks. And she takes her a long time to decide what to do about the situation, because she had been harassed by Isles, and Margot Robbie plays sort of a compilation fictional character of the women who did Roger Ailes' bidding in order to get on air, or get promotions, or get pay raises. It's just a vile culture, the way it was, Mm -hmm. and it takes you through, and you get to see that the Murdochs knew what he was about and they were not happy with it. How's John Lithgow? As oh, as? God, he's so creepy. So creepy. He looks so much like him, but just skin crawling scenes where he brings in Margot Robbie for the first time and says, Give it a twirl, lift your skirt higher, higher, higher. Ugh. But, okay. you know, that's the way it went. That's the way it went. And I think mm. it's a fun film, actually. <laughs> the pace is insane, okay. just insane. Um, invisible Life. Yeah, that's an interesting film from Brazil about two sisters who are separated uh, in, let's uh, a cruel tragedy. So one assumes that the other has gone to Europe to study piano. One assumes that the other's gone elsewhere. And their father knows where they are they don't realize that they're actually in the same city. So they spend their lives looking for each other. And they just almost cross paths. And they just almost see each other. It's kind of heart-wrenching. So I don't know, (laughs) Christmas time. but So what is Carrie Ann Moss up to? Carrie Ann Moss? What a shock I got. I was watching a standard Nordic noir TV series. uh, And it's out in the forest. A man wearing summer clothes has been murdered and found. He's under feet of snow. There's a bag on him. There's fingerprints. And suddenly Carrie Ann Moss shows up from the states. She's an FBI agent. The fingerprints belong to an American serial killer. So have you ever heard the phrase the caveman used by the FBI? No. It's, it's when somebody follows and studies another person's life in order to eventually kill them and take their life on. So that's what they figure happened with this guy. There are weird people out there. Weird people out there. Yeah, weird. But I got to tell you, these Nordic Noirs just always get you. They're very good.
1: Okay, and quickly we've got The Lighthouse. That's out on digital platforms, Blu-ray, DVD (laughs) in January. But I time for Christmas on the other platforms. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe.
9: Yes, and you have to see this. After you see Parasite. It's about two sailors, two drunken, hopeless, depressed sailors in a lighthouse in a days long storm, um, shot off the coast of Nova Scotia, meant to be New England, and, and their devolution. <laughs> and it's funny and it's weird and it's so bizarre. All
1: right. Well, we have to leave it there, but you can find more movie and TV reviews up on com. And now we're going to take a listen to your interview, Anne, with 1917 screenwriter Christy Wilson-Cairns. Uh, this is a World War One movie that comes out on Christmas Day and filmed to look
9: like one continuous shot. Congratulations on this incredible, Thank remarkable you. film. I can't think of any film that has dared to do what you've done here.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much.
9: Um, so it it's... A continuous shot, or yes. meant to be a continuous shot. Yeah. So you have all the action going boom, 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 boom. Heavy action. Yes. Lots of speed yep. going through. Not a lot of verbiage. I just can't imagine. How did you have to sort of retrain your mind?
10: Um, massively, massively. You have to kind of throw out everything you know about a traditional script and start again. In fact, when Sam first told me it was all going to be one shot and it was all going to be <laughs> real time, I remember, well, he told me this and then he hung up the phone on me. <laughs> and I was sort of just left bewildered in my living room, like, I couldn't have heard that correctly. That correct. can't be. Um, and I texted him, he was like, no, no, that, that was right, see you Tuesday. Like, And I was like, okay. Um, and I remember Goog- the very first thing I did, I was like, I googled one-shot movie scripts and I couldn't find one. <laughs> so I had no idea what the script was even going to look like and we kind of had to just sort of like forge a new path and, and create it as no we went kidding. along. But um, there are many, many
9: challenges in writing a one-shot film. And it was so successful. I mean, it it could have gone, you know, pear shaped, but. Well, yeah, well, actually,
10: the funny thing was, Sam and I didn't know if it was going to work when we sat down to write it. Oh, really? We we did it on spec. We did it. No one paid us to do it because we were not convinced that the idea, we could pull it off. Um, And so the script was the proof of concept that this movie would work. And so there was a bit of pressure riding on it. Wow. So I had to pay my mortgage.
9: (laughs) Well done. And you've really created something that's. so out of the box, so Thank unique. You.
10: Thank you so much.
9: Uh, there's not a lot of dialogue in no, the film. No, very spare. Yeah. So so much had to be said with so the actions yeah. and the camera movement. Yes. So how that's something new for a writer to yeah, have. Yeah. Well,
10: definitely. And actually. The script, the very first script that, that we did was still very kind of sparse on dialogue because we knew, well, it's a story that's set in real time in reality. And how yeah. often do you wake up with a friend and go, well, oh, how is your wife who um, is this many years old and you're several children? You know, you don't you don't have those conversations. So right. exposition was so exposed. Um, and we had to be very clever and calculated about how we delivered it. Um, and so in the script, we worked really oh. hard at that. Um, but then, yes. of course, we did six months of rehearsals with George and Dean, with Roger Deakins, with Dennis Gassner. And what we all realised, I think, on the first day was how much of a collaboration this was going to need to be, how everyone needed to work in harmony and in sync.
9: Yeah, and they told me that you would have 500 people on the set yes. on a day yeah, and do a really complicated scene. Yeah. For instance, the running with the live explosives yeah, behind.
10: Yeah. Oh, that was, I mean, that was one of my favourite days on set. We had, we had sort of... The very first time we had ran that scene... Was actually uh, during like one of the early rehearsals, and believe it or not, um, George ran the thing, and and I and several other like assistants, back like not background extras, but like basically all the camera department um, locations. We ran as if we were the soldiers to give an idea of pacing, um, and that was it. Was very much like it was always collaborative. It was always a team effort, but everything had to be done so many times in rehearsals before we could. Evolve the oh. story we wanted to tell I'm um, with the camera with the lighting with the, the action Um and so yeah, it was it was a constant battle of like trying to get precision trying to get emotion uh, And it was like choreography with the camera with the actors with the set. It was it was wild to watch
9: Well, one of the impressions that I had is that in many ways because of the way you made it it feels Than almost any other film I've seen.
10: Yeah, well, that was. Because you're
9: there. You're running just in front of him. Yeah.
10: Well, that was it. That was the the whole point of making the film in this way was not, hey, look how cool we are and look what we can do with the camera. And Roger will be the first person to say to you that was never, he wouldn't have taken the job if that was it. The point was to tell the story of the Great War. And I can't write a script in which you care about six million men dying in the mud, but I can write a script in which you care about a few men dying in the mud. And so from that, hopefully the audience could scale it up. But the very first moment Sam and I sat down, we always knew this was going to be character-driven. And in a way, I had this mantra that it, it should feel like 115 minutes in someone else's life. Because yeah, I knew that does. going in, and that, and that was what it was. It was meant to be pure escapism. It was meant to give you a, a tiny keyhole window into what men went through in that horrible war.
9: That horrible war, that's right. Um, thank goodness we don't fight wars like that so much anymore. Thank God.
10: I mean and i think that's one of the real reasons to learn about the first world war to learn about any war really is only by understanding your past can you avoid repeating catastrophe like that and it was it was human failure that led to you know so many young boys dying an entire generation lost
9: and that again is what another great reason for the existence of 1917 is because it's another story that we now know yeah. in comparison to the stories that we lost
10: well exactly and I think you know you don't need to know anything about the first world war to go and sit and watch us you don't you don't need to know even when the first world war started or ended you only just need to kind of want to go and experience just want to sit down and be transported right. somewhere else right. for for half, man, well, 90 minutes can't remember the exact runtime <laughs> that that's all you need to know and um, but in it you can learn a bit about the war but it's not a history lesson. We were never trying to make you eat your peas. We just wanted to say, hey, this is what happened, and, and you right. should understand what these men went through.
9: Yeah, these boys. What exactly. these boys well, went through. They were through. children. But you know, it wasn't meant as an educational thing. But no. boy, did I learn about the trenches. I've never yeah. seen them look so realistic.
10: Yeah, I mean... Nightmarish. We did, we did huge, huge amounts of research. I mean, it, I was a massive history buff, like a real nerd, and I thought I knew a lot about the war, but <laughs> I remember sitting down with military advisors and they would tell us how they had one-way systems in the trenches, so they'd get up-and-down trenches and everything like that. I mean, they That's were, right. They were they... tiny cities. Wrong yeah, way. Yeah, you see it. They were tiny cities um, that were built, and they had street names and everything like that, and actually a lot of the, the men who dug the trenches got to name the streets, so you have sucky hall street is one of the names of the trenches in the film and that's from glasgow where i grew up because it was dug by the it was dug by a regiment from glasgow wow. so was, you, you, there's so many kind of tangible aspects to history in the film that we really try to be truthful with
9: and also the no man's land no man's wow. Land. wow i've never seen it depicted that like no. that so I mean, freaky I, real is,
10: I, it was you know i i've researched this i'd read about the first world war since i was you know shorter than now even shorter than this <laughs> um and i would researched it massively i'd gone to france i'd you know i'd, I'd I'd walked kind of 100 years after No Man's Land. I'd seen all the pictures. And I remember the first morning I went to No Man's Land when we'd constructed the set and we were still in rehearsals. And I was out there early, I was alone, and a mist was hanging. And it was like time travel. It, you couldn't see anything else. It was this airfield outside London, but the mist stopped you seeing anything, any of the roads. And it was, it was, it was like being, it's like I fell through 100 years of history. <sighs> Man.
9: What a
10: movie! Congratulations! Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you.
3: What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages. And they told me that
4: variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that you could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor too.
3: So let's get a, a Meridian
4: five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch.
3: Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage.
1: Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista 1 Retractable Screens. Three models, smart technology and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista 1 Retractable Screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista 1, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneInc.com like I did. What she says, she's powerful,
0: wonderful, honest, and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
1: According to Hunger Count 2019, that's an annual report released by Food Banks Canada, the rate of food bank use has hit a record high among single people. So, joining us now to discuss this is Kirsten Beardsley. She is the Chief Network Services Officer for Food Banks Canada. So, welcome to what she welcome. said. Thanks for having me. So. Single-people, single-person households now account for nearly half of all food bank users. That's 48%, up considerably from 38% back in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, can you explain exactly what classifies a single-person household?
11: Exactly, yes. So these are single adults living alone without dependents. Mm-hmm. And really this is a story about the vulnerability that these people have to um, low social assistance rates, the rising costs of housing and other essentials like uh, food and the precarious nature of work. So when you're living alone and you don't have two incomes, you're particularly vulnerable for, to things like a, raised, a, a raise in your rent mm-hmm. or if you lose your job, there isn't another income to tide you over when when you're going through tough economic times.
1: OK, so but this is a big change
11: from mm-hmm. the face of hunger that we've seen over just the past decade. Mm-hmm. So why now? Well, what we're seeing is that there have been some positive uh, government policies that support families that are living with poverty and low incomes. So the Canada Child Benefit is one example, where we're seeing the trend of children using food banks going down slightly, which is the good news in this year's report. Um, I think we can all agree that we don't want to see Mm -hmm. kids and and families relying on food banks. But what we're seeing is that the policies that are being enacted aren't focusing on single adults. And so they're becoming increasingly vulnerable to tough economic times to raising costs we can see that um people uh, with low incomes are spending 60 70 80 sometimes 90 percent of their incomes on housing and so they're unable to afford other basics so we're just seeing the affordability um, for people go down and you know within that group of s- singles are people with um, who are particularly vulnerable so we're looking at increases in people who have disabilities mm. and seniors so we're really concerned about some of the trends within that singles number um, that, that show that people are particularly vulnerable. To- okay,
1: but I thought like the rate of increase of food bank use among seniors. Uh, um, for the last three years, that's been outpacing any anyone else.
11: Yes, so um, adults over sixty-five is out or, or is the fastest growing um, demographic oh, wow. of food bank use, and again, we're very concerned about that. In general, Canada has had a good social safety net for seniors, but we're seeing, and so so they're underrepresented in terms of the proportion of the population, but they're still over, they're still growing fast, which is a huge concern. And again, it's it's the affordability when you've when you're paying market rents and when your food is going up and you're living on a fixed income, your income isn't keeping pace with the, and with the costs. I
4: imagine that there's got to be a huge psychological barrier to this too for people who for the first time are finding themselves in need Absolutely. Using the food bank.
11: And these are people who are not working. They're retired. They've right. worked in, and often are contribut- contributors to the food bank. You know, they were the people who were buying right. the groceries and putting it in the bins. Now they're in their, you know, golden years. They should be enjoying their retirements. And instead, they're finding they're vulnerable and having to turn to the food bank. And it is, it is a, a hard thing to have to confront right. um, at any age. So, yes, right. it's very challenging.
1: So- So where in the country are people most at risk of food insecurity?
11: So I, to be clear, there isn't a single community or region of this country where people aren't at risk of becoming food insecure. Hunger lives in all of our communities. Um, overall, there were 1.1 million visits per month to food banks across this country. Um, what you can do is go to foodbankscanada.ca. We've produced a map that looks at all of the different regions in the country and some of the um, indicators that would see what what makes people vulnerable to. Um, hunger, to poverty in your communities. It looks at things like uh, child poverty rates, um, the amount people are spending um, according to their income on their rent, Mm -hmm. and you can see what that profile looks like in your communities. So what what brings people to the food bank can be different. It can be, um, you know, changes in um, in jobs, the job losses, industry changes. It can be, you know, child um, rates of child poverty. And you can look at that on that map. But it is a problem across the country from coast to coast to coast.
4: Well, so, yeah. sorry, I'm just thinking with the holidays coming up, you'll have now will be the time that it'll be top of mind for most people. And so when they want if they want to donate or make the biggest impact. What's the best way to do that right now?
11: Yeah. So absolutely, this is the time of year where we're we're gathering with family and we're having sure. our you know our holiday meals and and it's always wonderful to think of others who who might be going without. So um, what you can do is we encourage all Canadians to learn about the issue. I think it's in a lot of ways hard for us to comprehend 1.1 million visits to food banks a month. So if you go to foodbankscanada.ca and read the hunger count report, learn about the the issue of hunger in Canada. Obviously, always um, there are food banks in every community across the country, so turn to your local food bank. They are always in need of food, they are always in need of funds and time if mm-hmm. you've got time to volunteer.
1: So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the federal government's poverty reduction strategy, because mm-hmm. it currently, as you mentioned, includes things like the Canada Child Benefit to help alleviate some of the financial pressure. But now you, your group is advocating for new policies such as the Basic Income Income Pilot Project and affordable childcare. But, even if they go through will they be enough
11: well we're always looking at what can be done for what the cohort that we're looking at now mm-hmm. um, the what we're seeing with the Canada child benefit is that the use of food bank as I said the use of food banks among children is going down the trend is heading in the right direction it's it's going down slowly but we're seeing it as a positive step now what what remains we know that raising a family in Canada is costly and child care is one of the biggest costs so we're saying the next step now is to implement affordable childcare across the country so that families are in a position to afford um, the there and make ends meet and afford day-to-day living mm-hmm. so that's a, a critical piece the basic income pilot is because we're seeing social assistance rates have stagnated um, people aren't able to afford uh, to pay rent and to mm-hmm. eat on their social assistance rates so let's build a Made in Canada solution around a basic income and we think the federal government is in a position to pilot ideas across the country so that we can find an idea that works for us.
1: And rent geared to income. And right? rent
11: geared to income so the, the federal government did implement the Canada mm-hmm. housing benefit but it, it is a long term it's not being implemented immediately and we're seeing people coming to the food bank today that need that benefit right now um, because they're spending far too much of their income on, on housing so we're, we're looking at positive changes that that, that will have a real impact on people.
1: Now, you said at, at the beginning when we started talking that the child, the youth, children's rates had gone down, but I thought in this report it did focus. It's still vastly overrepresented.
11: Absolutely. So myself. I think it's heartbreaking. I'm a mom. I think it's heartbreaking for all of us to think that the kids represent about 20% of the Canadian population, but they're 34% of food bank wow. users. And so... I think that speaks to the cost of raising a family and how, um, how challenging it is to, mm-hmm. to raise a family in Canada, which is why we're advocating for the childcare affordable childcare piece.
1: Now, um, I've done work with, with, um, you know, with food banks, Daily Bread Food Bank in, in mm-hmm. particular, and as I understand it, it, it's probably better all around for people to actually donate money because you, you, they, they, food banks get better deals
11: on buying food okay. in bulk right? Absolutely. And, and food banks across the country are very grateful for this continued support mm-hmm. um, of the communities. So food funds and volunteer time obviously are all much appreciated. Food banks do um, appreciate funds because they want to offer an array of uh, healthy and nutritious foods to their clients and often can purchase um, at, as you said at a bulk rate mm-hmm. and be able to purchase the foods that they see as in demand with their clients. So things like meat and milk um, and dairy that maybe are harder to donate from the public. And I
4: find that the bags that actually that a lot of the grocery stores put together, you know, that they sit at the end of the grocery aisle uh, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And during the holidays, I mean, I just use my points. Oh, so absolutely. if I have that's air miles so or PC Optimum points or whatever, I use my points to just purchase those bags and then drop them at, on the way out. And absolutely. so it's, you know, it's it's not hurting my budget, you know, but it's an easy way to use my points to help somebody else. And you know that that package is, has, you know, nutritious food
11: in it. So Exactly. And right. those are the curated um, as the highest needs items. Right. So that's mm-hmm. great. That's a yep. lovely uh, suggestion. Yep. Thank, Thank you for yeah. that. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I try.
1: Okay. So now you've you said, um, you, you've told us about the website, but say it again for those that either want to go on and learn more about this or maybe help you guys out yeah, with a little so donation. if you
11: go to uh, foodbankscanada.ca and, and look at the Hunger Count Report, you can see all of the 2019 data around food bank use in Canada.
1: Kirsten Beardsley, thank you very much uh, for doing what you do and thank you. for joining us today to tell us about thank it. Thank you so thank much you. for having
6: me. she
3: What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back.
8: Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista 1 Retractable Screens. Three models, smart technology and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista 1 Retractable Screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista 1, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneinc.com like I did. What she said,
0: she's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable.
3: Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler.
2: What you're listening to is Arizona from Bywater Call. Joining us in studio now is Megan Parnell and Dave Barnes. Together, they founded the band in 2017, and they just released their self-titled debut album, Congratulations, guys, and thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having us. I want to know where the name comes from before we even start.
12: Sure. Dave and I are huge fans of New Orleans. The first time we went there, we fell in love. Bywater is a neighborhood in New Orleans close to the French Quarter, full of amazing music and food and we loved the name in terms of a band but there is a band called Bywater so we had to add something and call just seemed like the perfect addition to the name It's the call back to that city but also the call to Uh, kind of a simpler you know just music and
2: well now uh, normally uh, Bywater call is a seven-piece outfit and blends elements of jam band traditional blues soul and rock and roll what's the story
7: The band's comprised of mainly Humber music grads who um, make music their full-time career and uh, we were just compelled to start writing and start touring and get out on the road and play music that we felt strongly about. Well, it's Uh,
1: working. You got nominated for the 2020 Maple Blues Award in the Best New Artist category.
7: We're very excited. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and and I'm even more jealous of this. Mm. Touring Europe through nine countries in 45 days? That's yeah, so busy. It's going to be.
12: We're bringing a seven-piece band and a driver in an eight-seat van, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. It should I be th- fun, I'm though. i
1: seeing planes, trains, and automobiles, like bits of the movie there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Packed in like sardines. <laughs> yeah. So... um did you enjoy the process of your making the debut album? Was it everything you thought it would be?
12: It, I I don't know if I would say that. I, we enjoyed it. It was a huge learning experience for us, which was amazing and made us really excited about going back in eventually to do our next where we're coming from a place with a little bit more information. <laughs> but we had we had a lot of people helping us um, you know, we signed on with a, a small independent record label who's been really amazing, Gypsy Soul, getting us through it and we have a lot of people helping us. Yeah. What do you enjoy most, the playing or the writing?
7: Ooh. Two very different worlds. I know. Um, I guess the playing. It's
12: exciting to have your own material. It's more exciting to, to play it and, you know, get people's reaction live. To
1: it. Well, tell people how they can get the
12: album connect with you online. Um, so, we're on all major streaming platforms if you want to stream it. Uh, you can go to gypsiesold.com if you want to purchase uh, physical albums, and it's available for purchase on iTunes as well.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining us. We're looking forward to hearing you perform. But that is it for What She Said this weekend. We'll be back with the best of show next Saturday at noon from all of us here at What She Said and 105.9 The Region. We hope you have a great holiday. Be sure to follow us on social
2: media at What She Said Talk. And singing us out now, here's Bywater Call performing Swing Low mm-hmm.
6: Gone Gone from me Playing with ghosts of the past I loved them too fast Watched them walk free Gone Bruised and branded Love took a toll I took a fall There you were when I landed It's been a while Since this wasted heart Had a reason to smile Swing low Love shine your light on me Swing low Promise you'll always be Swing Alone When I was brought to my knees You prayed A sweet serenade Growing up, you'll never, never be tough enough to roam. You were there all alone, kind and quiet and safe. You restored all my faith and love. It's been, it's been a while since this wasted hurt. Had a reason to smile Swing low Love shine your light on me Swing low Promise you'll always be Swing low When I was brought to my knees You prayed Afraid, now I'm wide awake.
5: Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress free life.